Hey, this is Arcade Riley, and you're listening to Beat Me Up, starring Kenny Scott Guffey, Brian Labuda, Joe Piazza, and Trevor Lasur. <laughs> I'm glad to hear your voice. <laughs> it's been a while. It's been like getting smacked in the face with life, you know? Like, I don't know. It's been pretty crazy. So, 2022 has not been kind. No, no, it has not. And I think if anybody says that it has, they're lying. <laughs> but I wanted to, um, I wanted to start, of course, uh, by addressing the episode's title, Brian Goes to Amityville. Um, <laughs> why don't you, uh, why don't you clear that up a little bit? So, uh, my band is playing a show at the Amityville Music Hall, uh, on Friday night, which is in Long Island, and I'm pretty sure, I'm, yeah, it's Amityville, New York, so that's where the Amityville house is. It is. Oh. And yeah, so I'm gonna try to... I'm going to try to go there and take a picture. <laughs> I, I think that would be so awesome if you did. Um, I really do. And so your band, um, you know, uh, do you want to like give out any details or anything? And uh, just in case they want to yeah, come see um, you guys. Yeah, my band is um, called Big Shot. And we're playing with Ineptitude, which is friends of ours. And a couple of other bands. I think all the other bands are from Long Island. Uh, from, I, don't, I don't know any of them. Uh, it's a hardcore show, hardcore punk show, and it's at the Amityville Music Hall. The show starts at 7 o'clock if anyone wants to, you know, venture out, say hi, hang out, or whatever, I come, guess. <laughs> come on, you guys know you want to go see Brian. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> and so I hope that you guys get a good turnout. I really do. And uh, thinking, too, one thing you said we had to discuss was the new Texas Chainsaw Massacre film. So, yes. your thoughts. Go on, because I guess technically this could be a movie review. Um, <laughs> you know, throw it throw it out there. Your thoughts on uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, so in the beginning I saw a lot of people who were like, I love it, it's great. And then I saw a bunch of people who were like, I hate it. Um, me, I kind of enjoyed it. I wasn't really, I didn't really think of it as a Texas Chainsaw movie, besides the fact that Leatherface was in it and Sally returns. Um, I won't give any spoilers, but um, yeah, I think as a standalone movie, if it was just like a slash movie, I think it would have been kind of fun. Um, I think a lot of people are disappointed because of the tie to Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that it's, um, they say, oh, it's not true to the original story, or that's a little bit too silly, a little too goofy. I enjoyed it. I thought the practical effects were really good. Uh, I wasn't bored the whole time. It was pretty, it kept my attention pretty much. So 
you know, I, I kind of liked it, but I could see why people don't like it, I guess. Right, exactly. And, and you know, one thing, too, that I did like about it, the cinematography I thought was beautiful. I thought it was beautifully yeah, shot. Yeah, really good. And um, I was one of the ones who, on my initial viewing, did not like it. Again, yeah. for the exact reason that you said of, oh, the tie to the original. Now, as you also said, when you step back and you actually look at it as a, just, you know, a standalone slasher film, it's actually not that bad. Um, no. You know, and, and see, that's really, you're doing the film such a disservice by holding it up to this same, you know, the same uh, caliber as the original film. Nothing's going to top that. It's not going to be that film, you know. And not, and not only that, but the the rest of the movies took place in the house. Yeah, I think this is the first movie that doesn't take place in the house. Right. Um, I mean, which I think a lot of people, you know, kind of wanted it to, but I, I, mean, I was okay with it taking place somewhere else. You know, after all those movies of it being the same exact thing, you know. <laughs> Yeah, and and also too, I mean, you've got this this group of kids who, I mean, it's it's literally play by play of every slasher film. They go into a town or into some you know unfamiliar location, and they're all slaughtered one by one, right? Um, yeah. So I mean, if you're a fan of slasher films, as I am, you know, I, I uh, you know, it, it took me a couple days for it to kind of like I guess uh, to. To, to marinate, I guess, in my, in my, uh, in my brain. And I look yeah. back on it and I'm like, cause I was like, man, I hated that. It was horrible. It was horrible. And then, and then like, I kept thinking back to it, you know, like every, you know, like maybe a couple hours or so would like pop back into my brain. I'm like, but as you said, you know, if you, if you just look at it on its own merits alone, it's actually not a bad film. And so I have, um, I am trying to convince Tiffany to watch it with me a second time, but uh, <laughs> she was very unhappy with it. <laughs> so it's taken some I, I convincing. Can, I can see why people would be. I mean, also, you know, I think it's kind of. I mean, so if you look at horror movies now, there's like, um, there's like different tropes now that are in horror movies, mm -hmm. and I see that, that the big one now is like the social justice kind of. Yes. thing which i think turned people off also yes because horror fans are really a mixed bag you got republicans you got liberals you got centrists you got everyone who enjoys horror movies so when they start picking sides like that i think it turns people off i you agree know, didn't, bother, didn't bother me but you know i could see you know someone being upset with the movie yeah but, you know i totally see what you're saying and that's the thing too with horror fans you know we we're I, you know, I consider myself a horror fan. You know, you're a horror fan. Yeah. I, I just feel like it's so um, divided right now. Like, the horror yeah. fan base is so divided. Because with these films that are coming out, such as, um, you know, Halloween, Halloween Kills, Scream, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know, they're all basically re-kickstarting these franchises that we had you know, years ago, and, and it's like the fan base is like split down the middle about these films. They either loved them or they hated them, and yeah. it's like, you know, it, there's so much, um, uh, you know, I guess, um, there, there's just so much vitriol, I think, from one side of the fan base to the other, and neither, neither one of them 
is really doing a very good job of defending their points as to why they liked the film or they hated the film. You know, they're just kind of just, you know, slinging arrows at the other side saying, well, if you liked it or if you didn't like it, you know, you're stupid. And it's like, it's just so split. I want that film, that horror film that unites us all again. That's what we need. So here's here's what I I connected with the movie on a personal level, I guess. Okay. Cause the fact that like they were gentrifying that town and it was like all these like just kind of like rich ass wipes coming in and just buying up all these <laughs> all these properties yeah. is exactly what I'm experiencing where I live. I live an hour outside of New York City mm-hmm. and during COVID Basically, all these people, like rich people from New York City who were just like, they were just like, oh, we're afraid of COVID. So we're going to go upstate and buy four houses. And basically what they're doing is they're all bidding on houses. So like someone puts a house up for one hundred fifty thousand dollars, which is kind of like my price cap for what I can afford if I wanted to buy a house. Right. Um, So let's say I go, I'm like, hey, I'll buy that house for one hundred fifty K. Some total dickhead from New York City comes in with cash in hand, and they're like, "We'll give you two hundred thousand." Whoa! And then a third group goes, "We'll give you two hundred fifty thousand." <sighs> so, like for people like me who've like grown up here, we have like no chance of buying a house here ever now. That's really unfortunate too. You know, it really, really is because you know, as you said, you grew up there. That's your home. You know, it's your yeah. home state, and. I, you know, I just, I don't know. I So I, I see then how you connected to it on that level. I really do. Um, and then also, too, to your point about, you know, these people coming into the town, you know, like, so um, one thing, one criticism that I heard a lot, which I, I, I saw what, you know, I saw the, you know, the point was that it's a it's a very woke film, right? So the film starts out and there's a few things that happen. And 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 here's where I think it can unite us, okay? So yeah, if you think it's woke, which you know, I I was kind of in that category too when I you know, the, on my first initial viewing. But here's the thing, if you if like you're not into the whole woke cancel culture thing, guess what? You know, you get to see a lot of them die. <laughs> So yeah, they get chopped up. Like, I was kind of rooting for them when they were all dying. I was like, yeah, fuck these people, kill them. <laughs> not that, just put it on record, I would never kill someone. No, absolutely know. not. But you're kind of like, yeah, fuck these people. Like, these people are going in, they're taking housing for poor people. Right. Whether they're racist or not, or whatever you think. You know, it's still like, people need a place to live. Yeah. You know? You know, even Leatherface needs a place to live. Exactly. <laughs> even though he's a murderer. <laughs> even though he's a murderer, you know, he needs a place to live. Michael Myers, I feel like, survives with no place to live. Because in a lot of those films, he just, like, comes back and with no explanation where he's been. Like in, um, like, Halloween, Halloween, is it five? It starts where he's been in, like, the cave with that guy or whatever. He doesn't really need a place to live. Yeah. Think. Is, is, that, is that it? I feel like that's right. It's been a, it's been a while since I've watched those films. Um, I think so. I've, I've only, I mean, Halloween 3 is my favorite Halloween. Go figure. <laughs> right, right. But I've only seen the fourth, fifth, and like H2O and The Return of Michael Myers like only like once or twice. Yeah. And when I was really young, so I don't really remember them that much. Yeah, I need to rewatch them. Um, I, I'm trying to, I've, I'm buying everything on digital now. Um, I'm trying not to buy yeah. any more physical 
DVDs, which I know I always said I would never do, right? I mean, you know that. But, but like, I don't have any more room for things. And it's like, yeah, I know. I was like, if anybody gets it, Brian's going to get it. Like, I've, I've got no room for anything else. And, like, Tiffany's like, we can't buy any more movies. And I'm like... So how can I buy movies and then not take up any more space? I'm like, okay, okay. So I'll start buying digital. But here's my thing, though. I've I've only been buying stuff that, like, I already own on digital or something that I really, really wanted because I'm still apprehensive. I'm like, well, if it goes away, at least I've still got the physical copy, right? Like, I feel like a hoarder. Yeah. And that's the problem with, with, you know, we're kind of at this crossroads where it's like, I think a lot of people now are kind of naive. They're like, "Oh, it's on, it's on, uh, it's online. I don't need the physical copy anymore." Right? It's like yeah, they don't think about rights. The it's... minute that company decides we're not going to lease this title anymore, no one's watching it. It's gone. Exactly. It. And you know, Until, uh, whenever. <laughs> yeah, and like that was like when um, when Scream came out last month. I remember there was an article that said um, it was it was basically just one of those clickbait articles. But you know, it was just it said you know. Uh, Scream 2022, um, before it hits theaters, you know, here's where you can watch the first four. And I'm like, so there's actually somebody who's clicking the article going, where can I watch these films? Like, yeah. I don't, I don't have any other way to watch them. Like, and I'm like thinking, I really don't want to be in that kind of a society where we have to be like that. Where we're like, you know, how do I watch it? And and Netflix has gotten to where they have a lot of what I call um, blockbuster movies. And I think I've had this discussion with you before. Like, I remember once I went into Blockbuster and I was looking for, I think it was Misery. Might have been, might have been something else, but I think it was Misery. They didn't have Misery, but they had, like, Terror Tunes 4. And I'm like, this is horrible. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> like why would anybody come here? <laughs> and I feel like that's what that's what you know online like Netflix is now. There are a lot of like direct to I guess they're called direct to Netflix now because they're not straight to DVD. They're not straight to video. Right. They're not straight. Right. They're just like if you go on Tubi, it's just like a sea of just like unwatchable crap. Yeah. You know? Exactly. It's just, it's direct. To, I guess the direct to streaming now, right? It yeah. uh, used yeah. to be used to be direct to video, like you said, but I mean they don't really. A lot of companies aren't even doing that anymore. There was a, a film that um, there's a film that I worked on called mm-hmm. Mutant Vampires from the Planet Neptune, and um, okay. I'm not sure if they're going to do a DVD release or not. I think they mm-hmm. might just go the streaming route. And there was another film that a friend of mine worked on it, and th- you know they were just streaming. That's it, like no physical copy release. And I'm like. You know, I just I just think it's so sad that we're to that point, but I guess we are, and I'm trying to drag myself into it, you know, kicking and screaming. And here we go back all the way to analog, because horror movies do really well on VHS, especially if you have a throwback kind of cover design. Yes. You know, that will, because tons of movies get like limited releases on VHS now, and they're considered, oh... Right, thirty copies, collectors' items. Yeah, it's like edgy, right? It's a cool thing to do to like put it out on VHS, you know. Like it's really cool. But yeah. you, you've been ahead of the well, yeah. I guess it's ahead of the times, <laughs> you know, with your VHS collection. Yeah, who knew? I mean, but who, who knew that it would have come back? Like eight tracks aren't going to come back, right? Like, the set tape, uh, you know, 
know, Real to Real probably isn't like no bands are going to release their album on Real to Real. No, but you know what? You know what is cool though? Vinyl, vinyl's coming back. Vinyl did come back, yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess it did. Yeah, come back instead of coming back, it did come. You know, I was rewatching Fast Times at Ridgemont High uh, last Mm -hmm. week, last weekend, and. um, like it was just it was on one of the scenes and like you hear the song in the background I'm like I really want this this on vinyl the soundtrack you know and I looked yeah. it up and it's like super expensive like there's like a couple that are like not that much I'm gonna try but I didn't think they were like legit I'm gonna try and see if I can dig around a bit more and I really want that like on vinyl I really would love that soundtrack and um, what you do go go to discogs.com everybody hears it here first discogs.com that that's the big record collector uh website you could probably get it pretty cheap because the problem with ebay ebay is all flippers now so it's all people who you know go to goodwill and they find that copy of you know whatever soundtrack and then they go oh this is worth money and Mm -hmm. then they put it up on ebay for a stupid amount of money but discogs is more like record collector oriented and like like record stores put their stuff up on there which like you know there are expensive records, but they're more true to what. Right. You the know, price could be. one place that I really love to go in person and look at records is Half Price Books. Um, I, Half I go. Price I, books is pretty good, yeah. Yeah, I was I was gonna say I don't know if you guys have one or not. Um, but the, we have two in Lexington, and um, yeah. one is like bigger than the other one, but ironically, they have like less of a cool selection. <laughs> this yeah. the smaller one has like the better selection go figure um so but i remember like i was i was looking for uh like uh, just records i was trying to find a you know not a specific record but i wanted to get a ricky nelson record because i'm lame yeah. you know and uh, <laughs> i'm completely lame <laughs> and uh you know it was there lo and behold there it is right you know they have pretty much anything you would want or at least anything that you know, a lame like me would want at half price books. Um, and I go and like, they've just, they've got such a selection. I just love it. I love like anytime we go to Lexington, I have to go to both half price books. I don't find as much at the big one, but you know, I still like to go. So try this, look to see if there's any like mom and pop record stores, like within driving distance of you, you might be kind of surprised by what you find. Really? Okay. You are the expert on that. Honestly, you really are. Yeah, I would I would definitely go that route and see what they have. Mm. You know, by us we have like a world famous record store called Rock Fantasy that's been around since nineteen eighty five. That's awesome. Basically it's mostly metal. Yeah. Uh, but I mean you could find some great stuff there. That's awesome. I like going to um to like the Goodwill and seeing, you know, like what they have there. Um one of the Goodwills here in town, they have records, but the last time I looked at them it was just the cases, like the actual disc with the vinyl the record was gone <laughs> you know and i'm like why do you guys have these on the shelves you guys have these behind the counter no okay okay cool <laughs> that's, that's crazy <laughs> so um someone either stole them and put them in but but a record like just the record's not worth it without the cover no and the cover's not worth anything without the record exactly so, like, it's like what the hell <laughs> yeah like what's your deal what's your deal come on like why why so uh People are dumb because I found, you know, some hardcore um, albums. I found a Judge cassette tape and a Leeway cassette tape. Awesome. But the tapes were stolen out of them. So what? it was just the case. And it's like, what type of dweeb steals just a cassette? 
Like, those are not worth anything now. Now they're, like, worthless, you know? Yeah, and, you know, as a collector, which I know you are, that, like, I'm like, how do you have that and you don't have, like, the artwork? Like, that kills me. Like, you know, even if you were okay with stealing it and okay with it being, you know, like, like worthless, how do you function with it just, like, being, like you said, like, the cassette? Like, how do you deal with that? You know, like, mentally, I guess I'm the psychopath, <laughs> you know? A cassette tape is, like, the same size of a, as a cassette. If you're going to steal it, just take the whole thing. Yeah. You know? Like, that really doesn't make any sense. <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> so, oh, do you have uh, any last words you would like to leave the listeners with before we go? Uh, I don't know. I didn't think about that. I never uh, ask you, but uh, you know what? I'm, I'm giving you this whole episode. You're, you, it's literally just me and you the whole episode. Oh. Because oh, I want to release cool. it, because I'm going to release it tomorrow, so that yeah. they can get the information about your show. Awesome. So, I guess that's well, probably it. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's probably it. Just come out and see Brian. Awesome. Yeah, definitely come out and see me. <laughs> hey, this is Trevor. Leave me a message and I'll call you back. Thanks. At the tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press 1 for more options. Uh, hey. <laughs> I, uh, I was hoping to actually speak to you, but I saw your episode of MTV's Cribs. I, uh, didn't even know that they were bringing that show back, by the way. Um, I do have questions about your house, as I'm sure a lot of people did, but, like, okay, so... But but my 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 main question is when um after they after they went into your uh what was it you called it a dodgeball room is that what that was so anyway so after they went into that room as they were coming out in you know into that little area where you had like your pool table and like that uh that knight in shining armor in the corner that was back there and all that other weird stuff. So, okay, uh, there was a picture of me on your wall, um, more specifically, uh, taped to a dartboard, and there was a dart, like, right between my eyes and several on other parts of my face. I just was wondering what, what, you know, exactly is, uh, what's the deal with that, hombre? What's the deal? Uh, just... Not really sure exactly what that was about. So I'd love just just if you could just give me just a little bit of explanation on that, that'd be super awesome. Okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs>